0: Hi all, thanks for tuning in again. This is The Playing agenda. We head to the States for this episode as we hear from USC punter, Aidan Sleep Dalton. Originally from Victoria, he shares his journey from Australia to the States and what life's like as a Division 1 player. I found this episode super interesting. I hope you do too.
1: I think that's important, like you said, about trusting the process and not getting too caught up about the end result. If you're walking alone, stay alone because you're probably doing something right. That's where I really started to develop being better as a person, being better as a footballer and an athlete and stuff and back yourself in and, and just try to be where you are in the moment.
0: Hi, all thanks again for tuning in. We've got Aiden Sleep Dalton with us here today, the um USC punter from Australia. How you going, mate? Um, we're just speaking then about the hectic life of college in America. Can you kind of talk us through what life's like for you at the moment?
1: Yeah, it's uh it's it's been a hectic like the last couple, three months. That uh, you catch me on the tail end of uh obviously the season so you know we didn't have the season we wanted to have um i think we projected to be playing a new year's bowl, even you know you know a playoff game but we didn't have the year we're going to have but right now it's uh finals we got exams and all that but we've been practicing the last couple of we practiced last week because we've been waiting for a bowl game but right now it's pretty heck my end um that's it mate just studying working out um practicing as well so yeah it's uh it's full on my end until about the I wanna say the twenty twenty seventh of December, just after Christmas, we're full on.
0: We'll take a step back now then. Let's go back to Australia, back to I suppose when you're a kid. What kind of sports and, and things you kept you busy when you were a kid at school?
1: I think I was a pretty uh pretty sporty kid growing up. Um I followed my brother's footsteps a lot to be honest. Uh he played footy and I think I wanted to follow him. I grew I grew up in um like Point Cook to start with and then moved to Torquay, played um you know, gfl footy for joeys um and then i started playing tennis so i was playing tennis and footy growing up and i think i was getting the best of both worlds of um you know a, a single minor sport in being tennis and then a, a team orient- orientated sport when football so uh, i was getting the best of both worlds and then i think after a while um i think i was like under 16s or 17s and my brother moved to the states playing you know college football then i started to sway my idea of what I wanted to do in the future. But yeah, footy and tennis was the main sports growing up.
0: Was there a moment when you, I suppose, realized that that you had the potential? Obviously, these days, there's a, quite a few Aussies filtering over there or at least trying their hand over in, in punting in the in the States. Um, What age or what kind of moment did you feel that you could possibly do the same thing?
1: Mate, it's a weird one, hey, because um, growing up, I never really thought I had a big leg. And I to this day, I still don't believe I do. I mean I think I've got enough to get me by but um I think I visited my brother um at ASU I think it was twenty eight end of twenty eighteen to watch to watch him play football and I knew all about the pro kick, um the journey and stuff and I just assumed he needed a massive leg to be able to go anywhere. Um anyway, so I, I went over and saw him and thought this experience was unreal. I stayed with him for a month and he said, If you wanna like do the same thing I'm doing, like go join pro kick, go see you know, what you could do, doesn't even have to be the same level he's at. But just like, if you want to do something, like come over here, earn a degree. That's the main part. That's the main part that got me. was like, I want to earn a free degree and, you know, maybe stay over the States if I'm lucky enough. But I think, yeah, 2018, I was like done with tennis because, you know, I had to start traveling around, paying too much money to go overseas or whatever. And then football wasn't really getting anywhere with. So I thought, why not, you know?
0: Explain the Pro Kick Australia kind of program. Where, where do you reach out? How often do you train? That kind of thing.
1: Yeah, so um, when I got back home, I reached out to um, Chappie and Johnny. And I was like, hey, look, I've just come back from the States. I want to start. And my, obviously, my brother um, reached out to him as well. Just be like, hey, he wants to come for a tryout. Um, so I did. It was like a 6 a.m. morning. I still remember it. It was like 6 a.m. brisk morning. Um, and I was... Kicking like heavy balls, and I was like, all these guys have huge legs, and I'm just like, what am I doing here? Anyway, so it was like an assessment situation, and I talked to Chappie at the end of it, and he was like, Hey, mate, like you've got a, you know, you've got a decent enough leg to be a part of what we've got going on here, and I was like, I'll stick to it for, you know, I'm not, I'm not, I haven't got much going on. I wasn't studying, I wasn't, you know, in uni or anything like that. I was just working. So he said you have to commit, you know, three, four times a week, whether it be kicking a football or working out just like trying to adjust myself to what the college life was gonna have and they did a really good job of uh um, doing that right before COVID started. And then COVID started and it was uh separated a little bit. So a Geelong system started and Tom Hornsey uh took the Geelong pro kick group and I was down there for the majority of like pro uh the um COVID side of things on, onwards. But yeah, they did a great job when I first wanted to. It's like if anyone wanted to join realistically, it would be silly not to if you and it's a similar situation as I was like with football or anything other anything else that isn't really going their way and they were thinking about studying over here it's just like it's it'd be silly not so that's what I'm trying to say
0: what's the process like from from one training with pro kick to then getting recognition and yeah in your kind of skills over into the us how does that work
1: yeah I mean obviously we all grow I mean most of us all growing up kicking a footy um and over here it's the complete opposite all the all the lads over here want to throw a footy. They're not really throwing up thought how to kick a ball. So the transition wasn't hard. I think this the aspect of it that was the, the hardest to grasp was the spiral. Because obviously for us, a drop punt's fairly easy, like rolling out, kicking a drop punt. That's the easiest part. And I think that's what a lot of the coaches over here are looking for right now is like consistency and direction. But then the next part of it is hitting a spiral, which is back home called a barrel, where it's like we're just hitting a big, big ball as big as we can so that's what a lot of the bigger schools are looking for um i think the transition i think it's oh it's tough like it is um and what people over here are looking for obviously is that mix between consistency and have you got the big enough leg and i think Prokick does a good enough job to teach you the skills teach you the basics and once you get over here it's just like look after yourself once you're here and then obviously they're are a landline for you when you're when you're over here
0: when you are in Australia with, with Pro Kick, had USC offered you a scholarship or did you go to America and then get the scholarship from there?
1: It was a weird one. Um, so I was I was first looking at a, a, a school called University of Virginia during COVID um, and then that kind of fell through a little bit and everything was – because I was in the program for like two, two years, two and a half years. Um, and then all of a sudden USC popped up and everything happened super quick. I think I was, um, trying to find a flight to London to get my visa done because everywhere in Melbourne or Sydney or wherever in Australia just wasn't doing, um, the visas that I needed. So I needed to catch a flight to, uh, to London, uh, for a week with another bloke that was going at the same time. He's at Sac State now. But yeah, it was a weird It was super, happened super quick. Like from a process that I thought was going to happen relatively, you know, Slow happened super quick when USC popped up. So I didn't get to, I didn't visit. I um, jumped on a plane. I got here like a day or two into full camp and it was, it was crazy. Like the process was crazy. As soon as I got here, it was kicking balls.
0: Give us an insight now into you've got to, you've got to America, you've, you've got the scholarship. What's it like adjusting to American life? Obviously, it seems a world away from Australia, really. I suppose just also in terms of how big college football is over in the States.
1: Yeah. So, I mean, I was in the I was in the program long enough to understand the size and I know the magnitude of what college football was over here. Um, I think I knew I obviously knew what USC was. Ben Griffiths was here before me and he did an unreal job. And I was obviously watching his path before, and I didn't even before I even knew that I was going there. But yeah, man, I don't know. I think getting over here and transitioning was a uh, was interesting, you know, because I had to get over jet lag the first week I was here. But they obviously had me uh, going through medicals and lifts and. Um, seeing how I was punting straight away and you got eyes on you straight away like you got the media you've got uh, people tweeting about you being like this is the new guy um, and this is supposed to be the guy even though I'm competing with three or four other guys that have a equally good leg if not better at times so it was a, it was a definitely weird period because you don't know anyone over here like I got over here and I was like a fish out of water coming from back home kicking in a park with the guys I know every like Tuesday, Thursday, Saturday. It was like, shit, like, I need to kick in front of this head coach that's earning millions of dollars and then the coach that's expecting me to hold his job. It was I was like, this is crazy. But I mean once once you start settling in, it's it's all right. Like you get you still get I still get butterflies every time I punt, but you know, it wears off after a while because they make you feel pretty welcome.
0: What's the life? What's the schedule like for you now at the moment? Probably more so in-season, but yeah, what do what days and weeks look like for you? Um, so right,
1: well, you know, I'd say in-season is the roughest just because they have to work around our uh, school schedule as well. So in the morning, um, I think I was saying that we have uh, workouts between 5.30 and 6 o'clock. So I'm up at like 5 o'clock most mornings. I'm riding in. Um, we lift. It's lifts between anywhere between like half an hour and an hour. Um, we'll go to meetings. We'll have something to eat, and then classes start at eight o'clock. So we have a four-hour period typically to fit our classes in. So we, I, I'm every day eight o'clock to twelve, and then from twelve o'clock onwards, we have meetings like special teams meeting, a team meeting at times, and then we've got practice. So practice goes from like two to four usually, or two to four thirty. Depending on the day. So Tuesday, Wednesdays, Thursdays are usually our bigger days. And then after that we have like a team a team dinner and then usually recovery. And then come home. I usually get home at like seven o'clock, I wanna say, maybe seven thirty at times, just to do a little bit of homework and then go to bed so I can get enough hours to wake up and do it all again.
0: Try to explain like the magnitude of how big these facilities are like i'm sure a lot of people have seen it a lot of afl players and australian athletes go over there and, and tour in the off season and you probably see it on social media but yeah how how much money and and facilities are involved in these setups that you're training at
1: mate it's it's hard to grasp really like coming from back home and not i mean obviously didn't touch the afl scene but you know i think the boys that have come here for me felt like I've, I've caught up with the uh they obviously the doggy boys and the Adelaide Boys and, you know, some of the uh, other boys from like Hawthorne and Collingwood. But coming over here, even they're shocked at the magnitude of the the weight room and the locker rooms and the size of the campus and what football and college means to just like the average Joe around the area. Like coming here, I was just like expecting to just be a part of a football, like not really like a football club, but kind of. Um, And then people that just like focus on footy, not everyone around it worried about like, our conference and outside of the conference stuff and people that worry about like quarterback or just like different positions, you know. So yeah, getting adjusted to that stuff is kind of like holy shit. This is on a whole nother level than what it's like back home.
0: How about game day? Obviously, mountains amount of people watching you televised. Like, how how have you how have you found that? I, I guess you, you you're playing AFL on a on, on a bigger scale, if that makes sense, in terms of on an Australian landscape. Yeah.
1: Yeah, mate. Oh, I still remember my first game. I had a stinker. I had um, I had one punt. Um, it was like little two minutes of the last quarter. It was a shocker, but it was like our first game of the season. Um, the first game um that we had, uh, like Lincoln Riley, and Caleb Williams, and all like we were supposed to be hyped up and all that stuff. Anyway, there was a lot of a lot of fans there, and it was the first time I've ever played in front of like 70,000 people, and they're like obviously there because we're winning, and I was like packing it a little bit because I've never experienced that before. But after a while, it becomes, like, unreal. It's, it's surreal, really. Like, home fans love you. Home fans will get behind you no matter what. And then away fans, it's like, this is unreal. Everyone's booing you and, you know, trying to give you shit and talking in your ear. And I remember, like, an Oregon State game and a Utah game where you can hear all the fans wearing on the uh, – I was backed up in the end zone of Oregon State and I could hear everyone talking. I loved it. It was – there's nothing like I've ever experienced before. Like I think the uh most crazy game this year was Oregon. They packed the stadium out. Um uh, it was like sixty thousand and it was the loudest thing I've ever heard. Like it was like the first down we had and it was like busting my ears open. I was like, This is insane. Like we get a hundred thousand at the G and it's nothing like this.
0: What what about travel for you and I suppose not so much privileges but just I suppose out of I suppose out of body experiences in a way for for a kid who's who's grown up in in Point Cook or or Geelong, what's that like for you going from from game to game and whatnot?
1: Yeah, I mean, I it's 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 hard to explain because I've never I never expected this, you know. Like I'm living in LA right now, and um, I'm going to one of the most unbelievable schools in the world, and I never thought it was going to happen. Like growing up, I was like I was going to be a Sparky or a chippy or something, you know. Like I, you know, it's just weird how w- the world works. But um, I don't know going from week to week here it's just it's always something different like you either practice good or you lift well or you don't practice well or you're feeling shit one week like you're sick but that doesn't matter you know like you have to be there you have to show up so i think the the toughest thing or the most obvious thing i've noticed since coming here has been how much commitment and how much work you have to put in week in and week out we're back home it's just like oh i'll take a friday off or a monday off if i'm feeling like shit or you know if i'm I don't know. Yeah, I think that's the. It's tough to explain because like, this is so much. This is such a bigger scale, you know. Um, and I never thought I'd be here, so it's like life changed so quickly that I just had to adjust really quickly. And I think the the major takeaway has been the consistency and how much effort you have to put in day in day out.
0: Can you speak about the the cutthroat nature nature of um I suppose American sport and I suppose the scrutiny that's that's on it. I think about Aaron Sipos who a few years ago was playing a Super Bowl. Now he's at. It- Hawthorne, on the coaching staff back in Australia, I suppose how things can change so quickly. Yeah, what's that like? Have you experienced any of that kind of stuff as of yet?
1: Yeah, mate. Oh, it's brutal, hey? like It's such a business mindset over here. And obviously, the coaches bring in the guys that think they're going to do the job for them because at the end of the day, the coaches are bringing in guys that are trying to keep their job. And like, yeah, you might make a relationship with the guys, but at the end of the day, they're keeping the job. They're bringing in guys that think they can keep a job and all that stuff. So I caught pretty quickly that, you know, college and especially, like, big-time schools are uh, a lot to do with uh, needing to be the best and wanting the best. So, like, my first year, I didn't have the year I wanted. Like, I came over, I got thrown in the deep end, which I was I wanted, and I just, like, didn't perform. I didn't have, yeah, I didn't have the year I wanted. So as the cutthroat industry, industry it is, they brought in uh, like the Pac-12 punter of the year last year. Um, I had to compete with him uh, throughout the spring. He won the job, and then throughout this year, it's been weird because I've been I've been punting really weird. He's been punting, he's been punting well during the games, but I feel like I've been doing better than him um, during just practice throughout throughout the year. Um, but it's how it's, it's a lot of how you do in game, you know. Um, and he does he does really well, credit to him. But yeah, it's very cutthroat. Like people can come and go just like that. It could be players, it could be coaches. Like our uh, defensive coordinator got cut like second last game of the year it's nothing like i've ever experienced you you have friends and all of a sudden they're gone or they're transferring or a coach is gone it's it's unreal
0: what's the goal from now on what do you suppose yeah a few things you're looking to achieve in in the near future
1: yeah i mean that's a good question i feel like one is the degree that's number one reason why i came over here was to be able to get a degree under my belt um two i think i mean if there's a if there's something for me for football that'd be unreal. I mean, I'm kicking a lot better than I was last year. And I've got I've got enough film and people behind me to be able to say that's true. Um, but it's not really a, a weight on my shoulders if I did anything more with football. I think it's a unreal opportunity that I was able to come and do. But I think from here is maybe like stay in the states, find a good job, and if something falls on football, it'd be like unreal. Like that's unreal. I, I won't stop trying after after this year. I'll give it a shot, but if nothing happens, I'm not too fussed with it to be honest.
0: What's your favorite part of of USC so far or or thus far that you've experienced? It's just the magnitude of like game day. I, we stay in a
1: hotel on Friday night. We uh, ride a bus in on Saturday morning, like home games, and then there's fans around you when you walk off the bus. They're all cheering, and there's like you walk out into the Colosseum, which is just you see the mag- The size of the Colosseum is unreal, and it's all red. I think that's probably the best part of it
0: craziest experience that you've that you've achieved or you you've I suppose you've um experienced while you've been there mate it's
1: so it's week it's week in week out I think about that um first of all it was like I think my first one would be playing the Coliseum for the first time but I think my main one un, I mean we lost but it'd probably be playing in the cotton Bowl. you know like well, we played in the Pac-12 also lost anyway but we are uh, you know playing the cotton Bowl, which was played at uh dallas's home ground and i was just like in this nfl stadium i was stayed there for a week and i was like how has my life gone from you know concreting to playing like just playing on an nfl stadium i just didn't understand how life worked like that so i'd probably say that's probably like the biggest achievement
0: honestly college sport in general in america is a stepping stone to professional sport and, and being a professional athlete who are the couple of um of people you, you've seen on campus or other campuses that you've been like, shit, he's gonna be like a big dog soon or she's gonna be a big dog soon.
1: I mean, you is a kind of a hub for that, to be honest. Like our quarterback right now, Caleb Williams, he's like the most insane athlete I've ever met, I reckon. And he's just like an unbelievable dude too. So I mean, I think in thinking about going from back home, I would think quarterbacks is just like stark up and stuff, but someone that has all the talent won a Heisman last year, and I was just like, Well, he's obviously gonna go number one or Close to being number one and being a Hall of Famer one day. I'm just like, how is he just here talking to me or like, you know, being a part of my team and stuff like that? But it's not just him, you know, it's coaching staff as well and, you know, wide receivers and, you know, running backs and safeties on our team that are all American. It's just the guys on our team don't, I don't know. It's just, it's crazy to think about the athletes and type of skill they have over here compared to the ones back home. It's just a, a whole different level.
0: Lastly, the one we ask all our, I guess, from what you've kind of noticed from the professional environment you're in, what's what separates the the good people, the good players from the from the great players?
1: Yeah, I mean, I think that's a it's an easy question to answer when I'm here because I can see like our O linemen and like the QB room and uh, even the D line. There's a different mindset from the ones that are great on our team compared to the ones that are just like happy to be there. It's the wanting to watch film the wanting to get feedback from coaches the the guys that are happy to take criticism and whether it's good or bad um the guys that are happy to spend extra 10 15 hours you know just like on the track or in the weight room just like wanting to get better so we have maybe one day off from the weight room or two days off in the weight room and those boys will be in there just grinding out just like wanting to get better and then you see other guys just happy to be complacent happy to be the guys that'll be like oh it'll come and, like my time will come and all that stuff rather than just like working and all that
0: awesome man thanks so much for coming on yeah for me and i suppose a lot of people will be listening great insight into college life and i said i said to you off camera before it wasn't it's not something that gets publicized or spoken about much in australia so um yeah awesome insight man thanks so much for coming on
1: nah mate i appreciate you having me and if you need anything else just give me a bell i'm always happy to come on
0: appreciate you all for listening hope you got something out of the show Before you go, I've got a favour to ask. If you haven't already, could you please rate the show five stars on Spotify and give it a follow to ensure you don't miss any episodes in the future. A big effort from me on my behalf going forward now to give you consistent episodes. So I hope you enjoy that and jump on board. Hopefully we can create something special. Cheers.